The United States has some breathtaking sights. From Niagara Falls to Mount Rushmore, one can always find amazing places to visit here in the U.S. That's exactly what a group of friends went off to find when they were abducted by a UFO. This is Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, joined by co-host and producer, Eddie V. What's up? Allagash, Maine is the home of the Allagash Wilderness Waterway, a breathtaking 92 miles long. It is a protected area with lakes, ponds, rivers, and streams. If you live in the area and enjoy the outdoors, this is most likely where you'll go. Fishing and canoeing, hunting, camping, and many other activities take place in this area. In the summer of 1976, four friends planned a camping trip to Allagash, Maine. The group planned to camp in the very remote wilderness twin brothers Jack and Jim Weiner, and their two friends, Charles Voltz and Charles Rack, had planned a week-long adventure. The four friends had met at Massachusetts College of Art and Design and would begin their career soon. A week-long camping trip seemed to be exactly what they needed. The first day and night was quiet for the group, but by the second evening, one of the twin brothers saw what appeared to be a fully lit up aircraft of some sort. It was floating above the trees and not moving. Viewing the floating craft through binoculars, it appeared to be in a circular shape with various glowing lights on four quadrants of the bottom. The lights were different colors, white, yellow, red, and green. As quickly as it arrived, it exited in the same fashion with the blink of an eye. This first sighting of this strange craft was dismissed as simply something odd, but nothing to be concerned about. By the fourth day of the trip, the entire group witnessed a strange craft in the sky. This incident occurred during a nighttime fishing trip. The group of friends took precaution by lighting a large fire on the shore to keep some light in the distance in order to find their way back to the shore. They then paddled their canoe out onto Big Eagle Lake and began nighttime fishing. Aside from the light of the fire on the shore, another light caught the attention of the group. 
They saw a large round light, and it looked similar to the light that they had seen previously. The group witnessed the light grow brighter and light up the treetops, making the night look like day. During this time, their surroundings were silent. The group of men attempted to signal this strange light with a flashlight, signaling an SOS message, caused it to come directly towards the four men on the lake. The object appeared to be 80 feet in diameter, causing the men to panic. They began rowing the canoe to the shore as fast as they could. Jim Weiner looked behind him at one point, only to realize this strange object was upon them, literally just a stone's throw away from them. Then suddenly the object left, streaking through the night sky till it looked like a distant star. The men then rushed to the shore, but once arriving, realized that their large fire had completely gone out. It was just embers left smoldering. This was quite strange, as it should have taken hours for the fire to go out. But the men had only been gone a few minutes. They'd only been out on the water a very short time. The fire being just embers didn't make sense. But they were extremely exhausted and shaken by the evening's incident. They all chose to retire to bed immediately. The rest of the trip was uneventful. After that camping trip, all of the men went on to lead normal lives. Obviously, they shared the story with their families and friends, but nothing more ever came from the incident. In 1988, two of the men from the group began having very vivid and terrifying dreams. They would dream of being nude, laying on a bench, and feeling a sense of terror, always seeing a bright light above them and a shadowy figure. Comparing dreams made them realize they were having the same dream. Jim Weiner attended a UFO conference presented by Ray Fowler, director of investigations at Mutual UFO Network. He shared the story and the dreams. Ray Fowler believed they had been abducted and the memories were slowly coming to the surface through dreams. The men decided to be placed under hypnosis. They wanted to recall if anything odd occurred during the 1976 camping trip. 
The hypnosis sessions were conducted by Anthony Constantino, who had hypnotized Ray Fowler to remember his own encounter. Each of the men were hypnotized at a different time, as to not allow any interaction or discussions of the past. During their hypnosis, the men described being aboard a craft and in a lit room surrounded by gray creatures with long necks. Their heads were very large and bald. Their fingers were very thin, almost skeletal, and eyes were sunken with no lids. The men described feeling bodily fluids being taken and what felt like tissue samples being performed with machines. Charles Foltz felt he had a very painful probe and scans with a shiny metallic machine that had a curve to it. He stated he would scream in pain during this procedure. He remembered them saying, don't be afraid and just do what we say. All of the men were artists and were able to sketch the room in which they described being kept in. All had very similar stories when put under hypnosis and all had undergone polygraph tests and psyche evaluations, passing with flying colors. The hypnotist, Anthony Constantino, stated he was quite terrified during the men's accounts of what had happened. He fully believed and supported the four men's story. Ray Fowler, the UFO expert, supported the men's stories as well and went on to write a book about the incident called The Allagash Abductions. Of course, every UFO abduction story is scrutinized and there are cracks exposed. The Allagash abduction was no different. But when Charles Rack began to step away from the researchers and no longer speak about the matter, it raised questions. The other three men continued to talk and tell the same story, but Charles Rack changed his tune. He claimed the lights in the sky were very real but the memories and the actual abduction were not true. He stated the four men were all high at the time and fabricated the whole story to make money. The other three men, Jack and Jim and Charles Folds, claimed they remember being abducted as a result of the hypnotic regression sessions. They also maintain that their polygraph tests show that they're telling the truth. The three remaining men claim that Charles Rack had always had a bit of a temper and felt he was trying to profit from the story, and they did not wish to do that. 
which is what led him to state the story was false. Were the four men truly abducted in the Allagash Wilderness Waterway? Or was this all a hoax? To gain attention as artists and make money? We will never really know. We'll have to just leave it to the realms of the unexplained. I had to laugh when the one guy tried to backpedal and explain it away by saying, Because we got high, because we got high, because we got high. I love that song. <laughs> it's hard to say whether this is actually true or not. Um, but as the old saying goes, majority rules. Yeah, I don't know why he changed his story, but they did pass the polygraph for what it's worth. I tend to believe the three of them were telling the truth. Uh, with the thing about the fire going out, that should have lasted a lot longer than they thought they'd, than they had been away. Yeah, it's definitely a head-scratcher right there. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. If you're new, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as unexplainedrealms.com. Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V Media Studios. And that's a wrap. <laughs> Where's my cocktail? Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs>